This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the Antichrist of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. But Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. And of course, Hollywood. Hollywood. Al Snow. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Hollywood, Florida. For those of you that don't know, it's not the real Hollywood. It's just Hollywood, Florida. Did it? Did it? Bradenton, where, you know, all of the sideshow attraction people live, you know. Didn't Burt Reynolds used to have like a, a dinner theater in Hollywood, Florida? Yeah. See yeah. that? I remember that. Bro, remember, bro, were, you, were you there when, I don't think you were there, Al, when Burt Reynolds was a guest for one of the oh, W. Yeah. I remember he, that. He loved it, bro. He loved being around the boys and all that stuff. I got to tell you, like, honestly, like, I'm not a big, like, ooh, you know, that person, you know, Mark type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, but like Burt Reynolds, I would still mark out for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He you know was- he was truly a star. I mean, oh really- god, yeah, yeah. You know who was another cool one too, bro? That freaking loved it. Remember when we got Chuck Norris? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Those guys freaking loved it, man. Yeah, and and that other guy too. You know what I mean? Chuck Norris. Yeah. Is Chuck Norris. I mean, absolutely, man. Absolutely. What's interesting about Chuck Norris is he's kind of become even a bigger star since he stopped being a movie like Shatner. He's like, he's got the Shatner uh, complex over there. Yes. Another guy too, William Shatner. I mean, (laughs) talk about, honestly, think of his career. Think of the number of successful TV shows he's been a part of. You can't deny. Yeah. His acting ability. And you can't deny his, his star power, his charisma that he's able to draw an audience. I mean, Absolutely. Hey, Al, before we came on the show, uh, you, you were telling me a little something about Time Magazine, bro. Let, let, let everybody know what you were telling me. <laughs> There's, there is, uh, Time Magazine actually reviewed the show, uh, but they also included it in their list of the top five shows to watch. So, you know, we got a, a ring, I mean, a ringing endorsement from Time Magazine in regards to the, uh, to the, to the show itself. There is no way in the world Netflix can see that and not renew the show out. Come on, come on. I hope I, you know, sincerely, I hope I don't. We still don't know. I mean, we, you know, it's it's still up in the air and it's going to come down to the metrics and the numbers. I mean, that's what it's going to come down to. It's not that, you know, they're not going to. I mean, we've gotten how many positive reviews you know, I don't think we've gotten, honestly, uh, and I could be wrong, but I don't think we've gotten a negative review. I haven't seen one. And the only negativity I've even seen on social media, which really, 
shocks me. The only negativity was that there were a couple people that claim that it, it's a reality show. It's contrived. It's all staged and, you know, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't care about that, but that's the worst as far as negativity that I've seen yeah. uh, in regards to the show. And, um, you know, and that's again, a testament to Greg Whiteley and his immense talent and his crew. I mean, they, they're amazing. So, yeah, bro. When we get to the last episode of our show, uh, that, that we're doing on YouTube with you, bro, when we get to the last episode, I really want to get him on the show. Oh, great. Because I, I, I want to talk to this dude, bro, because I, I've said this Al, and, and I am not bullshitting. I sit here, bro. I watch the WWE. I watch AEW. They can't get anybody over. This th- it takes this guy one episode to get somebody over. We've had that conversation. It is not AEW's job to get somebody over. It's not WWE. Okay, this is, that's a perfect segue, Al. It, yeah. it is. I have yeah. the clip Al, from, no, no. Al, Al, Al don't know. No, he, that's a perfect segue because I have the clip from last week where you guys started to discuss this, and Vince yeah. said, we're going to discuss that next yeah, week. Let, so you know, Al, let, let, let me, me tell you refresh, something. I can refresh everybody's memory if you would like to. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. yeah. yeah, pop. you just got to pop that clip in there, Vince. Yeah, pop that clip in, Vince. Every episode, he gets a different talent over. One episode. The WWE can't figure that out, Al. <laughs> That we we gotta have a guy, you know, who is a director has nothing to do with wrestling, and every episode, you just made a mistake. What? It is not WWE's responsibility to get the talent over. It is the talent's responsibility to get themselves over, and then WWE capitalizes on it. That is the problem. Everyone sits there and they point the fingers at WWE, at Vince McMahon, at the writers, and they never pointed at the one thing that is responsible when they walk through that curtain to do it. And that is the talent. It is no one else because no one else can do it. The talent have to do it. Let's pick that up next week. That's a whole other. All right. Let let me set. Let me set Hollywood straight uh, once again. God, does my voice actually sound like that? Yes, it does. Very grating. All right. Let me. uh, Let let me set Hollywood straight once and for all. Two different mediums, Vince. It, it, what Greg Whiteley did. Yes, he got the characters over through his story arc. He did, but. That was because it's a different platform. No, let, let me let me let me let me set Hollywood straight. All right, there are two. Th- here, 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 let me let me tell Hollywood something. And I, Jeff, how many years have I been saying this? The number one key to getting talent over, number one, and this has nothing to do with talent. It does. Number one, they have to be represented in the show every single week i don't care if it's a match i don't care if it's color commentator i don't care if it's a vignette i don't care if it's a it's a backstage interview i don't care if it's a package they've got to be represented on the show every single week neither company neither company has has a talent on the show every week now al if a talent is not booked on the show how is that the talent's fault listen 
in order to utilize what a talent has done, I agree. If you're going to try to tell a story or build, help take what they've done, capitalizing on it and building them into an attraction, you, Vince, are 100% correct. You have to have them consistently have a presence on your show. You're right. But if they, when they walk through that curtain, they don't captivate an audience. You can have them there every single week. You can have them there all through the whole show. And they still ain't going to get over more than a fart in church. And therefore, you're still not going to be able to draw money with them. Period. Well, they talent, at the end of the day, the talent's responsibility, their part of this whole partnership is I give you the ring, I give you the music, I give you the lights, I give you an audience. Go and now utilize that to make yourself look like a star so that I can now do more with you. And I give you television time. And if you're not represented on the show, then you have no television time. Well, but if nobody's going to tune in to see you, I'm not going to give you television time. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not giving television time into people that would tune in to see them. I, I have sporadically over the last God knows how long tuned in and tuned out of television. And you cannot tell me that they are not giving certain talent enough television time because every time I tune in, they happen to be on there. Al, I'll tell you what. And I don't know why this happened. I don't know how this happened. Al, when I was writing the Attitude Era, okay? Bro, if somebody got hurt, okay, bro, no problem. They're still coming to the show. They're still going to be highlighted on the show. But, Vince, they can't have a match, and we've got to protect them physically. But they're there. And I used to say, bro, I don't care. As long as they're there, as long I don't care, I don't need them to wrestle a match. I need them there. Correct, because Vince, the talent that you were working with, all got themselves over to one degree or another. Okay. Therefore, it gave you creatively the ability to utilize that talent in different ways other than just having them in the ring because they had a, hold on, just pump the brakes. I see you too. Uh, quit, quit catfishing. All right. Just, that was very disrespectful. Go ahead. We are. Just listen. Don't hear me. Listen to me. All right. The difference was for you as a writer was that you had clearly, they had all, all of them, again, to one degree or another were over and to one degree or another were a definable character that gave you the ability to do things both in and outside of the ring that without that component, you can't do. Now, today's people, today's wrestlers, incredibly athletic, probably more athletic ability in the wrestling business than there ever has been in the history of wrestling, period. Just astounding. But there are no definable characters. And without having that defined persona, it limits for you creatively what you can do and how you can utilize that talent in and out of the ring. Am I not correct? Yes, Al, but here's my point. No, no, here's my point, Al. 
here's here's the new thing in wrestling. Is it, no, 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 because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what just happened. Here's the new thing in wrestling. I got you to admit I was right. If you are hurt, you are not on the show. You you are not on the show. They do not address the legitimate injury. You you just disappear for the couple couple weeks. Case in point, Rhea Ripley, who they were highlighting every single week, she got hurt, gone off of TV for two weeks. That is going to stunt the progress, Al. That's not that's not Rhea's for Rhea's not there, bro. They're not booking her. That's on management. Well, describe Rhea to me in a sentence or less. Be honest. Describe her to me in a sentence or less. She's a freak. Wait, wait, wait. That's the litmus test. Okay, fair enough. Yes or no. Every guy that was you worked with in the Attitude Era, you could describe to your friends and family. I agree. I'm not going to argue with that. So, therefore, you had the ability creatively to do things in and out of the ring that you can't do with today's talent because describe one of them to me in a sentence or less. Okay, fair enough. That's, That's the problem. Because without that ability to describe them, you cannot encapsulate and understand any of their personality, their persona, their motivations, and therefore it limits creatively what you can do with them. Okay. Here's my second argument to you, and I'm going to use two examples. Second argument, what is wrong with the first one that you were proved wrong with? Because now I'm going to prove you wrong, and I'm going to use two examples. Okay, Stone Cold, Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bray Wyatt. Okay. Okay, now, Al, hear me out. I always hear all the time, this is what I get all the time. Oh, yeah, Vince Russo was successful uh, during the Attitude Era. Look at the roster he had. Look at the roster. Yeah, when Vince Russo took all, over the roster, I had the ringmaster and I had Rocky Maivia. Okay, when I took over the roster. Now, hear me out. Okay. As I'm going to use Austin as an example, not even Rock. Okay. As Austin's getting over, Al, and I am the writer of the show, and Austin was a great performer. Right. As a writer, I have to write up to Austin's level. Because if I don't, bro, and he's up here, this is going to start happening. So right. now I'm writing for Austin. Okay, bro, we, we got to go this way. We can't go this way. So as I'm writing for Austin, the challenge is, bro, how do we get to the next level, the next level? Beer truck, you know, cement in Austin's car, the hospital with Sacco. And and, and now I am writing up to Austin's level as the writer. Fast forward to Bray Wyatt. It's giving you, he is giving you the ability and the tools to do that. Because if he wasn't supplying it, you wouldn't have it. But I still have to deliver it, Al. I still have. They didn't. Let, let, let me get to Bray Wyatt. Then I'll then I'll let you finish. Let's go to Bray Wyatt. Wait, wait. Let me let me finish. I'm going to give you the floor. Bray Wyatt, a well described character. We know who he is. A brilliant mind. He's at this level. No, he wasn't. Hold. Let me finish. Then you can go. He's at this level. The writers are at this level. 
So they are taking this great talent with a great mind and every week bringing him down more and more and more because they don't have the ability to write up to his level. And that's why there were restarts over restarts over restarts because the writers could not write up to the talent's level. Go ahead, Al. The floor is yours. That was not the case. I'm not saying they couldn't write up to it because maybe they couldn't. I I agree they probably couldn't. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was he didn't have anybody to do business with. He didn't have a dance partner. That was why it, didn't, it kept getting restarted. You always have to, no matter how much heat a heel has, you have to have a babyface who's commensurately over. No matter how over a babyface is, you have to have a heel. They had that out. They had it. They had. They had. They had Randy. They had Randy Orton, bro. He 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 worked with. Uh, he he worked with freaking John Cena for crying out loud. He was working with top guys, bro, throughout. But he didn't have like Steve could have worked with a lot of top guys, but if he hadn't had Vince, he wouldn't have nearly gotten over like he did, and that's just a fact. You know, I agree. I'm not going to argue with that. So you, 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 you're saying that he needed someone as strong as him, if not stronger. I, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. And he didn't. You did. They didn't have it. They didn't have it. He didn't have it. Yeah. Like, like, like with L, with L.A. Knight right now, they need the same thing, and they don't have it. They don't. They need a heel. Right. You, know, right. you can you can do whatever you want to do. You know, and and that always that's a factor that people don't take into account. Because yeah. you can only get, you know, you, a, a talent can go out there and they can get themselves over, and then you're going to help capitalize and exploit what they're doing. And then, but you can only get them to a certain point because if you don't have, look, I've said this a thousand times before, you know, Jesus was the most over babyface in the history of the world. You don't get over more than Jesus. I mean, he walked on water, cured sick, healed the blind, had the greatest high spots of all time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Great. I turned vodka into a one night stand, so beat that, Jesus. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> right so you know but if you ain't got satan jesus don't get over and satan's gotta have heat yes if satan okay. doesn't have heat, jesus don't get over you don't draw money i mean it's that simple and and you know as over as austin was the key factor for him was fence a thousand percent as over as hulk hogan was the key factor wasn't one of them it was multiple heels that he could go from one to the next. Absolutely agree. Made him a draw. Yeah. If you don't have that component, then you can't draw money. You know, that was ultimately what hamstrung Bray Wyatt. Wasn't that, you know, and again, you're probably right. The writers probably weren't able to write up to his level, but you got to a certain point and you needed the antithesis. You needed the app, the equal and opposite side of the coin, and they didn't have it, and that's why it went. Oh, oh, oh. See, see, Al, I guess what I'm looking at is this. I guess this is what I'm looking at. I sit here and I have to watch Raw every week because I get paid to watch Raw. There have been guys and gals that have been on Raw forever, and as a television viewer, I don't give a shit about. I don't give a shit about Becky Lynch. I'm I'm just going to be, I don't give a shit about Becky Lynch. Now, fast forward to wrestlers. Yeah. He's telling the story of cash flow. I care more about cash flow in that 30, 40 minutes 
than I've ever cared about Becky Lynch in the last five years. So explain to me, like, what what is that? I will. will. Go ahead. It's a different form or different forum than what the wrestler, because the wrestler has to go out when they do it, like on Raw, and they have to, on their own, they have to show different sides. They have to show a depth of a, of a personality, of a persona. Because if they don't, and you can answer all your questions about them in the first few times you've witnessed them, then there's less heat, meaning less drive, less interest in seeing them again because you've already answered the questions you've needed. And the, the wrestler is responsible for posing those questions to draw an audience further and further in. On wrestlers, Greg Whiteley does that through the medium of telling the documentary, documented story of these characters, allowing to, the audience to find out the real hidden motivations and the real depth of the personality that then makes them relatable and makes you care about them and take more of an interest. And that's what it, you know, whereas in the wrestling ring, the talent have to do that. The talent have to, and that, that without a question or a doubt is the number one thing that is not happening anymore. And that the talent are still trying to sell what they do these days and they don't sell who they are. And if they were to focus more on that, it would allow an audience to now connect and actually want to live vicariously through that talent, which would then allow us to generate heat. Uh, you can, great analogy, you can walk outside right now to explain this. Okay. Doesn't matter what, you know, oh, well, we, you know, we did this to, you know, so-and-so last week, we strung him up and, you know, crucified him and, beat him with a uh, rod of thorns and, you know, he got color and nobody cared. Yeah, you know why? It's a very simple psychological lesson. If we go outside right now, we see somebody setting fire to a car. It ain't your car, right? You're just seeing somebody randomly setting fire to a car in a parking lot. Be honest. What are you going to do? Probably call the cops. Correct. You're not going to get directly involved. Why no, not? No, no, no. Your car. Yeah, right. You might pull out your phone and scream world star hip hop and hope it goes viral. You know <laughs> if we walk outside and we see someone setting fire to your car. I'm riding, I'm running right over to him, not thinking he's got a gun or a knife instinct. Why? Because it's my your, car. Right. If we go walk outside, and we see someone setting fire to your car with your family and your dog in it, what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going to kill somebody. But you got more invested. Right. Okay, pay attention. A wrestler's job as the babyface is to do one thing. A writer's job with that babyface is to do one thing. A heel's job with that babyface is to do one thing, and everyone's forgotten this. That is to, at some point, some way, somehow... Make that baby face the audience's car. Let them be personally invested in what happens to that baby face. The home run, which clearly you guys were able to achieve with Steve Austin, is 
he became everyone's car with their family and their dog in it. Okay, so, I can't argue yeah. with all that. That's great. Did one you as a heel do one thing to that baby face? You've not just done it to the baby face now. You've done it to the entire audience because they have a personal investment. Yeah. Bottom line, that is the responsibility of the babyface, the wrestler, to do that and to achieve it so that you, the writer, can now create circumstances that now just don't only make him their car, makes him their car with their family and their dog in it, and the heel works the same way. And that's probably the problem. Happen anymore yeah. Because the talent no longer sell who or why they sell simply what they do. Al, can I can I give you an example that like it, it, here's what what why would Al what what Al's saying is one billion percent correct, and I think a lot of a lot of it has to do with hold on market, market day. day. A lot of it has to do with we're not going to say anything because we're going to lose our jobs, so we're just going to fall in line and we're just not going to protect our character. Listen to this. Here's a outside guarantee that yes the negative effect of that is it's great you know you you know you're not you're making you less than a certain amount of money but the doubt the negative to that is now your job's scared now you're afraid that oh i'll, I'll get fired well you can't get fired but you're eventually going to get released if you don't take advantage of the opportunity that's being presented to you by going out there and taking some risks creatively to make yourself somebody's car now, let me t- let me tell you what happened on last week's show, and this is at the tip top 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 level. So while they're doing a whole angle with Nakamura and um, and Seth Rollins for the world title, and Nakamura has exposed that like Seth has severe back issues that he's not selling, he's not telling anybody, and they're going to have a last man standing match, and Nakamura is going to put him in a wheelchair, and he's never going to work again. Okay, so now now Seth has to say, yeah, bro, I do have back problems. These are the issues, this, that and the other thing. But, man, if my career ends, I'm going to leave it all in the ring, yada, 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 yada. And in the promo, he mentions his wife. Okay, so now he's in the ring cutting a promo. Nakamura comes on the big screen. Okay, this is a week. This is five days before the pay-per-view. From behind comes Nakamura with a chair. Hits Seth Rollins in the back with that chair 10 times. This is like four days before the last man standing. Seth Rollins is selling his ass off, selling his ass off. And, 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 and Nakamura is nailing him with the chair, then setting up the chair and sitting in it and counting one, two. And Seth is trying to get up. Boom, boom, sits in the chair. One, two. Okay, great scene. Al, the scene ends. We go to the back. There's a vignette with Becky and her upcoming match against this this Keegan Knox. That's her husband like it didn't even happen, Al. This is at the top level like it didn't even happen yeah that's dumb oh 
But yeah, you're, you're right. At that point, I mean, come on, Al. She's got to say to the writers, Bruce, whoever the frig, bro, he's got, he's, he's, he's one chair shot away from ever wrestling again. I'm witnessing this. My husband's out there. I'm watching him. And I am not even going to mention this when I talk about my my match with Keegan. That was a, uh, that's a, yeah, that's a big terrible, thing. freaking terrible. All right, let's go. Let's, speaking of terrible, uh, Jeff, what 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 do we got here, bro? Is this uh, Elmo class now? <laughs> well, we will get to Elmo work this somewhere in this. Yes, but this one was sent in by Al. Okay. That's uh, called ceiling tile work. <laughs> Bro, look what, hold, on, hold on. Look at what they've done to the ceiling at, at the end of this. Look at this. Oh, my God. My brother had to take such a bump, a ceiling tile fell out, too. Oh, my God. Look at the, look at the shot at the ceiling. Look, look. <laughs> it looks like a highway in Detroit. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and that wasn't enough to put the guy down. It, it you you can drop the ceiling on him, and he'll still kick out. Ceiling tile work. I yeah. mean, now let me let me ask you a question. You know, now, you know now everybody knows about OVW, and you know people are going to be calling and stuff. You know, bro, say somebody wants to do a paid show, right? And okay, show 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 me the arena. Okay, and they show you this, and you know, like this, it's a six foot ceiling. Yeah, we're not doing that. Okay, that's what I want. I mean, come on, Al. Like, seriously. Because literally, the ceiling's going to look like that when we're done. I mean, it's. And not only that, the entire ceiling may collapse. Right, it could. Then then what? That adds to the excitement of the attendance to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. What we don't take into account are those people that like to live life on the edge. You know, like when they went to that death match that had panes of glass and the health department issued the, hey, you got to go get yourself tested for HEP and HIV because you were just watching the show. You know? Yeah. What's next, Jeff? All right. This was sent in by Al. Yeah. I was just wrapping up. Okay, here we go. This sent in by Al. Why? Really? Honestly, why? Remember when we had the conversation just recently about strong style and punching each other and you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Again, no one in the audience can feel any of this. No. no. So why? Why? <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh I mean, my God. How bad does this have to hurt? And how twisted and how much of a masochist do you have to be to enjoy it? I mean, uh, insane. Uh, what's next, Jeff? All right, this was sent in by Al and uh, Scott Ward, and this is like a two-clip, two-clip. Where are you finding the time to find these freaking – every time I go on Twitch, Twitter, X, Al's on there doing another freaking interview. Where are you finding the time to find me? They're finding me. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> They're finding me. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Go yeah, ahead. So this video has two clips put together. Yeah. Oh my God! 
Oh! So here, I, I slowed it. I slowed it down. So, yeah. Because it went really fast. Watch this. This one is I nasty. Watch. Boom! 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 Oh boom. my God, bro! Again, again, <laughs> again. Risk versus reward. You know what I mean? And again, there is, regardless of what people think. There is the potential of a life-altering, life-ending injury that can happen at any point in time. Now we have just exponentially increased that risk for what? Something that literally you're going to throw the guy back in the ring after you've just dropped him nearly to his death. And he's going to kick out. Jeff, play play this back for a second on the setup of this spot because I want to ask Al something. Watch this. Watch. Do you know that? Well, okay. let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this as wait, an wait. expert for, for what he is attempting to happens. do. Go ahead. Before this happens, yeah. I want you to you, you remember when El Generico, which was uh, what's his name? In Demi Zane. Demi Zane. He used to do this where he would stand on the top rope and he'd basically drop a bit of brain buster down on the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Okay. Incredibly dangerous. You know what I mean? Incredibly dangerous. And uh, a guy, apparently, my daughter told me that uh, a few years back in the trial that was at a training center, quote unquote, uh, practicing and was trying to practice that move. And they dropped him and he hit and broke his neck and died. You know, what I was going to ask you is what he is attempting to do. Is this even possible? I mean, bro, he is balancing his weight and somebody else's weight on a ring rope. Is that even possible? From what he, when we watch it slowly, okay, you're going to see that what he did, what happened wasn't an accident. That was intended. They were, because he moves his body not towards into the ring. He moves it away from the ring so that he can have dropped this guy the way he did. And that is just, it, one, it's it's insane, and two, it's completely irresponsible. And three, both of them, I'm, I'm grateful and I'm astounded that both of them were able to walk away from this without something serious happening. Play it through one more time, Jeff. Then I want you to go back to the uh, lattice spot because we went right through that. Look, watch how see how he steps backwards. He's intentionally doing this. That he did that on purpose. That was the intent behind doing the move. And I mark my words, you know. Everybody, oh, uh, Al's old school. He just, you know, he don't appreciate new stuff. I do. I don't appreciate stupid. Oh my god, bro, that's brutal. One and two. Somebody, Vince, I promise you, it's all it's going to take. All right. Mark my words. Let's mark mark the date, Jeff. I've said this before. We'll say it for sure now. We're, not, we're watching this ridiculous kinds of stuff. Someone it's going to take one person finally dying in front of an audience. And then there's going to be a senator who's going to be, you know, and it's going to get a big a public outcry because it's going to be a slow news week, slow news day. Okay. And this uh, senator's going to jump on it and go, here's my chance. I can I can fight the good fight, and I can get over. I know what I'm going to do. 
and he's going to plant his flag, and then we're going to have a federal wrestling commission. Promise. Now, 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 with this one, if this guy's head gets yeah. caught up in the ladder the wrong way, his neck is snapped. Snapped. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Jeff. Look at him. Oh, Look. my God. Man. Oh, God. Uh, it just the the insane amount of risk that is associated with both of these things is incredible. You know, I can appreciate the physicality, but what I can't appreciate is just the the ignorant risk for risk's sake. You know, it's not going to increase attendance. You're not going to be able to make more money off of this. You're you're not going to be able to work more frequently. And you're educating the audience that that's what they're to expect every time you now go out there. And as a result, if you don't deliver, they don't get what they paid to see. They're not going to come back again. Yeah. You're leaving yourself into a corner. What's next, Jeff? This was sent in by Al. Watch this. Oh, jeez, man. Jeff? Watch I got a slow-mo of it coming up. Yeah, watch your face. They slow mode that for some reason instead of this, so I slow mode this. That. Why? On the ring apron. Again, excellent apron work. That's what I've got to say. You know, you really utilize that apron to its fullest extent. Uh, the most dangerous part of the ring and the most dangerous move. Remember, I, that's a very similar move to what, I mean, you know, the only difference is Owen Hart sat out and... It broke Steve Austin's neck. This guy is literally dropping this girl face first. Like her face is up and goes right into the mat. Well, I, I think what's happening, Al, tell me if I'm wrong, Jeff, if you could if you could go back. I think what's happening, bro, is she's realizing she's going head first into that mat, and at the last second, she's trying to go face first. Well, she might be. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, see, like, I think she knows, like, I'm, I'm effed. So she's literally, instead of doing this, she's trying to do this. Oh my god, bro! We're doing it on the ring apron where there is absolutely zero give. That ring apron is as hard as the concrete around that ring. As unforgiving. Jeff, you know, you know what we got to try to do one week? Seriously, Jeff. Seriously, we got to try to do this one week. We've got to try to find one of these people, seriously, bro, and bring them on the show, play the clip, and literally just ask them why. Yeah, we 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 don't understand. You know, let, let, let's find out how many people were there, what they got paid, and then let's just ask a simple question: Why? But we need to stop that too. Okay, the how many people were there and what they got paid. I don't care. But if- they do. They do. No, I don't care. They don't care because it could be WrestleMania with a hundred thousand people and they're going to get paid a million dollars, or it could be, uh, you know, uh, Deathmatch Mania and they're going to get paid 10 bucks a hot dog and there's going to be 10 people there. It don't matter. It don't matter if it's Deathmatch Mania or it don't matter if it's WrestleMania. There is no reason or way to justify doing this stuff because you're, it, 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 you're, it's not worth the price that they're going to end up having to pay. It's not, yeah. you know, there is without a question or a doubt that girl right there 
And that guy could have that guy could have been responsible for now putting that girl in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the truth. Uh, what's uh, what's next, Jeff? I'm not being over dramatic. No, you're not being. Oh, I mean, we're all we're all looking at the same thing. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, send it by Al. Here's your Elmo work. Elmo work. <laughs> oh my god! There we go. <laughs> Paul does a super Canadian. <laughs> Play that one more time, bro. Uh, yeah. Elmo work. Look at that, huh? Hey. And here's here's why this annoys the piss out of me. All right. I'll be honest. How many times on social media have you seen wrestlers put up the picture of just the ring with the iron frame and the wood boards and, oh, it's not fake and we deserve respect. And, oh, do we? We deserve respect. And you have Elmo doing a super Canadian destroyer off the top. <laughs> I'm, I'm fascinated Remember that. that. Remember that the next time you're walking around and going, the Russian doesn't get no respect. Well, congratulations. Here's why. I'm fascinated that he was able to do all that without the head falling off. Remember, remember the, the one mascot where the bunny rabbit was in the ring and did all that stuff or the paperwork? Yeah. That was yeah. That guy. Uh, was speaking a- of Bunny Rabbit, Al, because I know you're, a, you're, you know, I know you like your horror films. <laughs> yeah. You know what I finally got to see last night, man. I was waiting and waiting and waiting to see this because I wasn't going to pay for it. I finally got to see the horror version of w- Winnie the Pooh. Oh, did you what? see that? Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. No, <laughs> you got to see. It's on Peacock. If you have Peacock, right. it's on Peacock now. Right. Yeah. Blood, <laughs> blood and honey, bro. Phenomenal. All right. What's next, Jeff? All right, this was actually this past weekend on AEW. This Uh-oh. was sent in by Al, Big Evil Pops, and Austin Russell. Yeah, this, this is Christian and Darby Allen. Oh, I heard about this, but Darby, didn't see Darby it. Allen. Watch. Look at his spot. That, 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 that's just insane, bro. That, that, that's just look, insane. Look, I, you know, I love Christian. He's a great guy. You know what I mean? Uh I want you to explain to me how that is even remotely safe, you know, and that could not potentially have, you know, crippled him for the rest of his life. And and, and by the way, Al, all the reason why I didn't see this, but the reason why I know about it, because all they're doing is putting over the stair spot. People in the company are putting over the stair spot. That's why I knew what this was. And then now... What do we? What have we just motivated everyone else on that roster to do? Stair spots. Got to go out now. Do uh, Darby. You know, Darby's out there willing to risk his body like that. You know, and he's getting a lot of attention and a lot of notoriety, and even the company is, you know, bragging him up about it. You know, you got to do. You got to now. You got to go out there, and if you want the the same notoriety, you want the same attention, you've got to take the same risks. Where does it end? You know. I, I'm telling play, you, this play, play that, play that back a little bit more too, Jeff. Watch, because watch his spine hit the edge of the step. Okay, watch. Literally, see that. See how he could have easily back. broke his arm too, and and his neck. I, I mean, if he, if if that last step it hits the back of his head, look look how close that is. Yeah. Well. Oh my God, bro, that's hard. Ugh. Like that could have been crippled for the rest of his life. <sighs> Would be. 
would be shitty. I, I, I just don't understand now. Like with all respect, man, you, you, you got the stings there. Now you got the Adam Copeland. You got the Jeff Jarrett. You got the Arn Anderson's. You got the Ding, Dean Malengo. Not one of those guys is saying like, what the F are you doing, bro? Guarantee they did for a while. But again, I, you, know, you cannot tell the people at the lower end of the card, hey, you're not allowed to do this stuff. Be responsible. But at the top, where the people are getting rewarded financially, getting rewarded with television time, getting rewarded with attention, getting rewarded with accolades, you can't let them do it and put them over for it and then tell everyone else you can't and expect that the rest of them are going to agree to do it. They're all going to want to get what those people like Darby are getting because now everybody in the company's like, oh, the steer's butt. That's not a spot. That's an idiotic move, is what it was. It's not a spot. It's not a high spot in any way. A high spot in a match is where whatever you do elicits a stronger emotional response in the direction of what you want them to think, feel, and believe at the finish. That was just completely an irresponsible stunt. Al, I got I got, I got, I got, I got Christian to do and said, oh, I'll be safe. I know how to yeah. take it. No, he clearly didn't. You know, Al, I got to ask you a question. If we flip the stairs and it's the flat side, wouldn't it be a lot safer with the same effect? Would the effect be any different if they were hitting that flat side? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. No. But I bet you anything, it was this goof Darby is told and convinced Christian to do it and said, I know how to take it. It'll be fine. All right. What's next, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, before we go to the next one, it just seems with him in particular, we we always have these clips of of him. It, it's, it's very it's very frequent, and you wonder if there's some type of thing mentally where he either enjoys pain, no. he he doesn't care, like he has a death wish. Death this, wish, yeah, like that. That just it's, it's very odd that it's, a lot of these people do unsafe stuff, but his are so extreme. They are, and that is what's gotten him where he's at, and he knows it. And he's now sold that to an audience, and now the audience expects it from him every single time. And he knows if he doesn't go out there and do it, he ain't got nothing else. Jeez, bro. That's the thing. His bag is fucking empty. Talk about backing yourself in a corner. he, He had no choice, because I promise you, he was probably doing whatever he was doing for years, never getting noticed, never getting over because of lack of size, etc. And then one day he took a really bad bump. He got attention for it. And he was like, ah, now I know what I can do. And then he's been doing it ever since. And what have, what have they all been doing? Yeah. Responding and rewarding him for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, what, 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 what is this now, man? We're going to see on live television, Darby Allen eventually a god help him and i hope not but it's it's the the he keeps doing it and keeps exponentially raising the bar with what he's doing at some point we're going to watch that young man either die or be completely crippled on live television and guess what he'll to that fan base and audience he'll be a hero for it if he winds up in a wheelchair out you and i both know that look look what he gave he gave his body to the business you know that's what you're gonna hear oh i know it. i know absolutely yeah 
Uh, what is this, Jeff? Some kind watch of concrete this. something? What watch is going this. on here? Ridiculousness. Watch this. Yeah, this Especially is the very back end of it. That's what I want you to see. Look how they are wrapped around their face with barbed wire that they just dove into. I'm trying to get a good still of it. Yeah. Look. Um, and then oh, pulling man. in opposite direction, so it's pulling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Good idea to get that pulled over your eye, Al. Huh? <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be nice to have that tear across the retina. One of the new fashion trends for fall is an eye patch. So, oh my god, bro, ridiculous! All right, this one was uh, sent in by Al. Watch the oh, please watch all of this. Take it all in. Take all. There's another one. Thank God. Never, never let it be said. Uh, we're gonna quit halfway through. No, watch, watch, watch. Uh, it yeah. Watch. It's worth it. I promise you. Watch. I didn't put this ending in there. Whoever made this video did, so don't. Uh... Yeah. Watch. Here we go. Just hold tight. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the other, I'm waiting for the other guy to do the big splash. <laughs> Watch it all. He puts oh, the first guy on the first table. The table collapses. The guy rolls away. <laughs> That's the, the, guy on the second table, a guy who's climbed to the top. <laughs> look. Okay, look. so so wait, wait, hold on. Wait, hold on. So we've just eliminated his landing spot, but we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Screw okay. it. Hey, right, go ahead. <laughs> half pregnant, you understand? Oh yeah. my god, bro. We've just eliminated where he's supposed to take the bump, but we're gonna take the bump anyway. Tremendous. Look at all of the co-conspirators. Uh, yeah, stop! Don't do it! Don't do it! No! It's oh. right on his ass. <laughs> hey, Jeff, did you see Rudy there? Rudy was saying, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" Rudy Charles, don't do it! Oh my! Any time that Rudy Charles is the voice of reason, you know you're not doing. It. <laughs> oh my! Wait a minute! Somebody's got to tell me what this is. What? What am I looking at here now? All right, well, this was sent in by Alan Big Evil Pops, and it's hard to see, but those are forks yeah, holding that's... up light tubes. <laughs> okay. So this is for I'll write this down. Fork and light tube work. Fork and light tube. Uh, that with Elmo and how to be suplexed uh, with a ladder on your head. You know, uh, new, thing, new things every week. Watch. Oh, oh my God. Now, now, Jeff, what were those? Forks and light forks. tubes. Forks. Forks. <laughs> you know what's one of the most dangerous things in your home? What it is? A fork. That's what's one of the most dangerous things. You can kill a human with a fork. They are now throwing them onto each other. You know, it's great. It's great fork work. You know what I mean? If you get- <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, the, oh, we have women involved now, Jeff. Yeah, this one was sent in by uh, Big Evil Pops. This looks like a Japan show, right? It is. Yes. What the? <laughs> Bring around the rosy work, Al. Come on, the, man. The The title said like some princess match or something. What is it? 
happening. <laughs> Bring around the Rosie workout. We can fit that in the curriculum. Come on, man. What are you crazy? I, I ordered some of these things, like, honestly, like, and I've never done drugs, but I swear, like, I should do them so that I can even remotely understand what the hell is going on. I think I would like to see a cash flow in a ring around the Rosie match. Well, I think that could be made. That could be I good. think that's right up his alley, bro. Make that happen, Al. I, oh, my God. What, what is this? All right, this is the, uh, the last one sent in by Matthew Orton. No, no, nothing good is going to come out of this, bro. Nothing, <laughs> nothing good's coming out of this, bro. What did, what what are they landing on? Is that what what is barbed that a wire? Fully a barbed wire. Do that again, Jeff. Play that back again. Yeah. And take it all take it all in. Okay, take uh, take in the height and the distance they fall, the velocity they do it with, and they've chosen consciously. Remember, this was a conversation that happened prior to it going out there. All right, so dude. Uh, you know, what do you think if, you know, like I super, 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 super plex you off of this 32 foot high uh, scaffolding, but it'll be all right. Because what we're going to do is we're just going to land gently on that bed of barbed wire that's below. Al, you know what's even sicker than that? Al, please tell me this isn't going on. You know, the both of these guys are scared to death. And, bro, the, the one guy is saying to the other guy, here we go. And, yeah. and you know they're scared to death oh. of doing this, bro. Terrified. Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Oh, my God. Bro. That's that. that Bro, come on. Come on now. And why? What for? And now think about this. They're in that barbed wire like the other guys that dove head first into it. How are they going to get out of it without just cutting and ripping themselves? Well, apart? we already saw the referee pull out. What did the referee pull out of the person that time, Jeff, with his team? Oh, yeah. What, what oh. was the shard of something, was yeah, it? That, well, yeah, that's all they'll do. The referee, Rudy, will go over there. Those, uh, those, those sticks. sticks. Those oh, sticks. That were, God, sticks or whatever. It yeah. so deep in, he had to grab it with his teeth to pull it out. Al, I'm going to tell you what's going on, too, which is even sicker. What? You You tell me this isn't going on. You know how, Al, like you spend, uh, even though you got a hit television show, you're a big TV star, you you own your own wrestling company. I can go on and on, westerns, comic books, and all that, right, bro? Uh, but you still find the time to get us these clips. Al, you know this is happening. You know there are wrestlers in the business that are combing through the same things we are to get ideas and see if they can do that. You know that's happening, Al. Yeah, that's that's it's it's it, they're inspiring each other. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah, and that you know by glorifying the behavior like of Darby Allen and others, they're only motivating and inspiring these people to take greater and greater risks to get that brief amount of attention that they're so desperately looking for. And that, that's scary, yeah. you know, because now you've got, we saw literally a guy, I, there's no way you can tell me that that was not, that that was not irresponsible yeah. guy and step backwards. So he could allow the guy to fall, you know, basically head first on the ring apron and potentially clip every steel turnbuckle along the way you know hey. so people don't uh, they understand the construction of a ring 
uh, the turnbuckle is not where the pad's at. The turnbuckle is what attaches the rope to the ring post. And that is usually a about 8 to 12, it's about a 12-inch solid steel piece of uh, threaded equipment that you turn and it buckles the rope to the post. That piece, that thing is unforgiving. Imagine when that guy stepped backwards, not only is he hitting the ring apron where it's at a 90-degree steel angle, you know, with the back of his neck and the back of his head, but he could have hit every single one of those steel buckles along the way. Hey, uh, Jeff, can you make a note? Because I I think this will be good to play for Al uh, next week because I know you don't like to give anything away. Can you make a note? I want to play those MJF comments to Al next week. The the scrum, I I think Al would appreciate that. Okay. All right. Do we have news uh, for Mr. uh, Mr. Al this week? Yeah, this is interesting, I think, anyway. Eric Bischoff on his podcast was talking about Fox not renewing SmackDown and we know that he spent some time with WWE on SmackDown while they were under Fox, and he was talking about this high-level meeting he was in. And he said, I can't remember exactly who told me or where I heard this, but it was within the context of a smaller group meeting, very high level. And the numbers that people were talking about internally, not publicly, were between 5 and 6 million viewers per week. That was the expectation. Mm. And we came in, the initial rating for the show, I think, was 3.8 or 3.9 million. So I think there was an immediate disappointment based on the expectations. And SmackDown just didn't deliver the audience that the financial model was built upon during the deal. And they wound up somewhere around, like, what, Jeff, 2.2 million, 2 million. That was the average. Yeah. And that ultimately, at the end of the day, is what's going to dictate and motivate those television executives to either renew and keep or do away with or keep and do it at a much lower price because it's not warranting, it's not warranting that kind of uh, uh, expenditure based on the amount of income that it's generating. Hey, no. hey, Al, are, are the, do they have those kind of conversations uh, w- with – I'm just curious. Like, how do you measure that with the Netflix? Like, do you have any idea what they're looking for or how that works? I, from what I understand, and a lot of this is just hearsay, a lot of – you know, they can, of course, because it's streaming, they can track, you know, just exactly number of people are watching, when they're watching. I think they take into account – uh, not just the number of people, but the number of, I think there are other uh, metrics like the number of people that binge watched it from start to finish, the number of people that, which would work to a positive, you know what I mean? Uh, the number of people that only watched part way and then didn't finish the series. I think it plays a factor as far as the number of people that watched the entire series within a certain window of time. Wow. Wow. I think they also look at the number of either resubscriptions or new subscriptions that they believe it generated, you know, yeah. so they, they look at a lot of different metrics uh, and take into account those things to really see if, or for them, whether or not it's a success. 
but uh, but uh, but up front, uh, like what what Eric is talking about, up front, they don't give you any expectations, do they? No, uh, I mean they, you know, you 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 can't have any. You have to go into it going well. We're gonna well. Here's our chance. Here's our opportunity. Now we're gonna have to knock it out of the park in order to get a season two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like with SmackDown, you know, let's face it, they gave a billion dollars to WWE for the rights for SmackDown for five years. In that five years, they're assuming that the audience is going to be, which sounds about right, uh, what Eric's saying, about five million. They then assume that because of it drawing that number, they can sell the commercial time at this price. The making it profitable for them, but they can't warrant this price for the television for the advertising time when it's drawing two million people instead of five million because we're three million shy. So as a result, you know when it, it comes time to renew it, they go, "No, nope, this is the audience it's getting, and I don't expect that it's going to get any different. So we're not going to keep going down this road. We're not going to renew it." And that also is from what we had discussed about AEW and Tony Khan's veiled comments about, oh, I'm always, I'm so loyal. Uh, you know, I don't care about the money. Uh, listen, the minute that somebody says that, it's because they have gotten either told or they got rumored that a uh, TBS and TNT it probably ain't going to resign you, bro. Because you're not drawing the numbers they thought you were going to get, yeah. and we they can't justify it because they can put something else in your place that'll do better numbers, and they can then therefore sell the advertising time for more of a, a cost. You're not doing it, and we're going to kind of let you know it through the grapevine, and then you he comes out and goes, "Hey, I'd be willing to take less." You know why? Just because I'm loyal. And they're like. No, you're dumb. That's why you're willing to take the ride. And now let's face it, man. What what wrestling has always had on its side, and if this wasn't on its side, who knows what, what the landscape would look like. What it's always had on its side when it comes to television is it's very cheap to produce. Yes. So that's why it's that's why it's always been viable because compared to USA Network, bro, when they were doing Pacific Blue and all that original programming, wrestling to produce is a fraction of the cost. Doesn't even cost a third of what those those shows, you know, cost. They and that's why wrestling has been and always yep. will be. And 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 let's face it. The other factor for wrestling, as far as television product is going, it goes, you can tell the whole story really, quite honestly, with one camera. You just need a ring, and you need a building, and you need one camera, and you need lights. That's it, and yeah. you can tell a story that will motivate an audience to watch it. You can do that, you know. Yeah, it's great. You got all these additional cameras right now. Now you don't miss anything and you really can be in the ring. And, you know, that's just the evolution of and development of the production. But even still, with all of that added on, with all of the lighting, all of the sound, all of the digital effects, still a third of what it would cost to do a scripted television show. I would. And that again. That proves 
It's a commercial, not a television. Well, that's, that's a story for another time. Al, I would love to know this because I'll never forget. We, we Jeff, we never got that five to six million. We got like the three point six million or something, right? And I remember when that first number first came out. I remember sitting here, Al, saying, "Where, where, where are you going to get three six? 3.6 million people from. So I'm wondering, Al, with, with the WWE, I, I got it. When they're throwing around five, six million, bro, do you think they literally sold Fox Network a bill of goods or they actually believed with this product on Fox Network, we're going to draw between five to six million people? Do you think they honestly believe that? Yeah, I think they expected it. Yeah. I think they were, you know, because, you know, let's face it, they're, and, and rightfully so, I mean, they're pretty uber confident right now, you know, business-wise. I yeah. mean, you know, it, it, they've been, they've kind of had the Midas touch for quite some time as far as business is concerned. Right. As far as what they're creating in the direction they're creating it, you know, but a lot of their money and a lot of their business is a lot of the ancillaries things, not not directly related to, you know, and and good good that it's not directly related to, you know, and relying upon just the talent's performance in ring. The problem is at some point it always comes down to that though. And and you're only going to be able to work over here and offset over here for so long to where at some point, you know, your talent gotta share get off the pot or yeah. rude. I mean it's just that and and that's going to have to be, you know, uh, from the top down. They've got to say, look, enough, you know, this this whole uh, drinking the Kool Aid thing of oh, it's changed, it's different now, and you know, we all really believe it because we want to convince ourselves that we, you know, we're doing the right thing. Hey, the numbers don't lie. You know, if if Raw is doing a million or or whatever, when the we were. Remember back in the day, even before the Monday Night Wars, Raw did less than a three. We were panicking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that was before the Monday Night Wars. You know what I mean? And, 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 and also, I what I get. I know what I'll get. Oh, that was a different time. Yeah. You know, shut up. Just all you're doing is you're excusing and you're justifying. That's it. You're not logically explaining anything to me because you're just, oh, it was a different time. They didn't have as many options. They didn't know all these streaming networks. Do you know that you know, one of the things about the streaming networks, they ain't doing as well as they're, they, they, everybody thought they would do. Yeah. They all did great during the pandemic. Now they're not doing so well. And that's because people aren't you know, continuing to pay for the subscriptions for all of them because the content isn't enough to drive enough of an audience to keep it. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Yep. You know, a lot of people are going back to cable and away from the streaming networks, you know, because quite honestly, after you get mul- how many different streaming networks at how many different prices per month, you might as well just be on cable anyways. That's absolutely true. Jeff, what was it? What, what were you getting hot about yesterday, bro? It's, it's just because it's been going on longer. It's better. Yeah. J- just, just fill Allen on that. Something online. Tiger's bears. Go ahead, Ed, Jeff. What do you mean about what Meltzer said about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Meltzer was saying why he has no limit on his star system is because wrestling, in theory, is always going to get better the more people learn 
and get athletic. And I was just like, I don't understand how just because something's been around longer automatically means it's better. I, I can think of so many things that that are that is not the case. It's just it's just a bizarre way to. So if a person's more athletic in 20 years than Hulk Hogan, then they're automatically better than Hulk Hogan because it's 20. I mean, it's just a dumb logic to me. Well, because it, 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 it's not logic. That's called I'm going to justify. I'm not going to do it with a logical, realistic uh, argument. I'm going to just make something up in my head that justifies it, that now these guys are more athletic, therefore they're physically better. Great. You know what? Nobody other than you, as far as Dave Meltzer or other people like him, that niche audience, the general audience never pays to see what you do physically. Oh, you're crazy, Al. You're wrong. Really? One of the biggest draws in the business, Steve Austin. If you go back and watch him as Stunning Steve, all he did was wrestle, and man, was he good. Mm-hmm. He was, without a doubt, really talented, mm-hmm. right? Then when he became Stone Cold Steve Austin, he didn't do that no more. Why? Because the audience didn't pay to see him wrestle. They paid to see him wrestle like he was a beer-drinking, ass-kicking redneck. So he went from doing 300 moves a match to down to doing six and got more over doing six moves than he did doing 300 moves. He was so over, he drove business, and we all made money. He was so over, WCW made money off of him being that over. And he did less physically than he had ever done before. So explain that, Meltzer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Mic drop. He's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> show show day, Jeff, show day over at uh, OVW. OV. Hello, Al. Bro, was that a, was that in the, was that the mic drop? The mic drop that was. No. We thought you did the take that, Melta. Yeah. And walked <laughs> off. That's that's But tell me I'm wrong as far as the Meltzer, you know, argument. That you know that do your his thought process is that now yeah. All they have to do is just be more athletic. Yep. You, I'm telling you, the more they go that route, yep. okay? Because we we just had that whole conversation at the start of this of the of about who gets who who gets who over and how. The more the talent, because they're more they're athleticism wise, and let's face it, now you got to do 32 of the finishes in a row to beat somebody because you know because they don't want to look weak. You know what I mean? All of this ridiculousness. Uh, is that generating more of an audience on a Monday night to watch? God, no, it's not. Is it generating? Because AEW certainly has a ton of athletic people. That's all they focus on. They sit there and they just, oh, Darby, he's such a such a, a saint for taking that bump. He's an idiot. That's what he is. And did it generate any more audience members watching on a Wednesday night? No, it doesn't. You know what I mean? And yet... We want to continue to drink the Kool-Aid of Dave Meltzer and believe he's worse than Jim Jones. I'm telling you. Je- uh, 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 Al, 80, whatever it was, 72,000 people at Wembley didn't move the needle. It's the same exact audience is watching. It grew zero, 71,000 people. They have actually, from the moment of their onset of AEW, have lost audience. Yeah, absolutely, yep. yep. The- and they have is because they are selling what, not who, and not why. Yeah. Bottom line, say yeah. what you want. 
You know, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll tell you right now, I, it's going to go the same way as roller derby. That's mm-hmm. some been saying that a long time. Yep. Because, and, and you know, what most of you know, audience, like, what the hell's roller derby? It used to be as all over as wrestling was on TV. Yep. It was it every week. It was roller derby then wrestling or wrestling yep. roller derby. Yeah, every Saturday. Two huge numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, two events: Friday and a Saturday night, Kaminsky Park Baseball Stadium. One nineteen sixty early nineteen I think sixty two. Pat O'Connor NWA champion with Buddy Rogers. Main event: thirty eight thousand people. Saturday night, the very next night, forty two thousand people. Roller derby. Yep. Yeah. Can't find it anywhere. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Why? Because they started changing what they sold to an audience and the audience stopped paying to see it. That's exactly it. Because I, I, I went to roller derby events live on Long Island, live, the New York Chiefs. All right, Al. We got a lot to talk about. Netflix, uh, 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 Elmo work. Your mom's going to be in the audience. Go, Al. Go. All right. So. If you want to watch OVW TV, we're live every Thursday night, uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Fight TV. That's probably one of the easiest ways to watch it live. We're also live regionally on WBNA, uh, which is here locally in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, We have been, thanks to Netflix and the incredible show Wrestlers, which is on Netflix. And please help us continue to spread the word. Everybody's been so awesome about that. I sincerely... And I'm not just saying this. I really can't thank you enough because you, you know, the audience out there spreading the word is what's really making the difference. And just keep on social media doing hashtag wrestlers Netflix to just keep pushing it as much as possible. And hopefully we'll get a season two. Uh, and again, thank you for doing so. If you want to find out more about OVW, you can go to ovwrestling.com. And thanks to wrestlers. We are now literally not just sold out tonight for television, our television production. We're sold out next week, and we're already sold, the pay per view is already sold out on October twenty first. As far that as is so, that is so great for the talent. That yeah. is so freaking great. It really is. I mean, yeah. you know, and yeah. um, and everybody in that locker room has busted their ass for the last god knows how many years to just get to a place like this. You know, yep, and be prepared for. You know, it's awesome. I did nothing happened. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Uh, uh, don't freak me out like that. I didn't get a call or anything. Uh, if you're wanting to get, become a professional wrestler, why? But, you know, let's just say you have enough emotional damage that's been done to you over your lifetime. And you decide, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to accompany that with physical damage. Therefore, I want to go to OVWAcademy.com because I know Al's always on the cutting edge of different types of styles of work. We just covered last week cinder block work and possible homicide work that could have been in a wrestling match. This week, we've taught people, we're going to teach people how to wear an Elmo costume and then be able to perform incredibly death defying maneuvers, even though you can't see because you've got a giant stone, uh, foam head over yours. So, you know, and you can't breathe, but that'll be all right. You'll be resuscitated in the back as long as you just have your moment in the sun. <laughs> what about fork work for the advanced class? Uh, for the advanced class, we really start to you know, up the ante. You know, you're not just going to go out there and work in a mascot outfit. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going to teach you how to throw another human body on a bed of forks that's also <laughs> top of a bunch of light tubes. So that, that way, when the forks stick into the guy's body, 
all of that little dust and chemicals that are in the fluorescent light tube, they soak in too and help cause <laughs> some kind of peritonitis or some other weird disease or rickets or lockjaw. Who knows? But it's, you know, it's hep C and A and B abound. I mean, it's, it's for everyone. Al, I swear, I got, I, I've got to pay. I've got to pay and invest in Al doing a faux, uh, you know, Al Snow Wrestling Academy commercial. And we put the clips in, Jeff. How tremendous would that? Al, we got to talk about that. Oh, that fine. would be tremendous. I mean, there's, you know, we're going to be on the cutting edge. I mean, that whole singer <laughs> work. Remember last week where the guy literally cussed because he got hit? He had his hand in a cinder block. Remember, this is the conversation. All right, bro, I want you to put your hand in a cinder block. Then I'm going to take this other cinder block, and I'm going to smash that yeah. cinder block yeah. while your hand's still inside it. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Way to go. Talk about just absolute trust I, or naivety. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, you go to ovwacademy.com and you find out more there. I'm constantly updating that syllabus so that that way we're staying ahead of the curve so that you can aspire to continue to get those ever-growing star ratings for Dave Meltzer. Because, well, I stop at five. Let's go to seven. Seven, let's go to ten. Because and But the only way you're really ultimately going to get that is if you get how I can fly to Japan work. And then achieve <laughs> that. Because anything in Currican Hall even if it's a big piling, steaming lump of shit in the middle of the ring, gets five stars because it's in Currican Hall. Yes. Yeah, 20-minute train ride. All right, go ahead, Al. What else? Yeah, 20-minute train ride. Hands in the pockets, that shit, it's great. Um, <laughs> if you're uh, – <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at The Real Al Snow. Well, everything's Cork and Hall. So if you stay at Cork and Hall, you're going to walk. It's a 20 minute train ride. Yeah. 20 minute train ride now. <laughs> he was sick and his voice was like that. It all sounded like balls in the Go ahead, Al. Come on. You got work to do at OVW. Go, Al. Go. Brady episode where he was going through the change. Oh, my God. What was he having menopause at that point? Uh, uh, anyway, the uh, real Al Snow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, TikTok. Uh, you can follow me there. Uh, if you are interested in my comedy, uh, which Jeff will attest is hilarious. Uh, uh, today, I uh, I had to sneeze and I had run out of tissues. And I blew my nose in a dryer sheet and all I could smell was snuggle and Jessica just stared at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So... <laughs> Okay, mom's going to be in attendance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Lima, Lima, Ohio. Premier Streaming Network. You can see David Boxball and myself from Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago. You can check that out. If you want to see it live and in color, you can see it uh, on October 28th. Do you ever notice? And I literally, I, I made, I did this one time on a radio interview. Like, we always promote wrestling. It's live wrestling as opposed to what? Undead wrestling? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> The guy asked me to do a radio interview right before we did the show, right? So, and I just saw the poster. I was like, live wrestling. Of course it's live. I mean, what would it be dead wrestling? So I said, it's live and it's the, it's the first wrestling show in 3D. Show up, 
for the experience. <laughs> you know how many the guy, the promoter got mad because later when the doors opened, you know how many people showed up and were what, expecting to get the they glasses. They wanted the glasses. Yeah, they were very nice. They're like, what the hell? It's supposed to be in 3D. Uh, <laughs> it always is. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> people that stupid. <laughs> the glasses because I, how can I enjoy it in 3D if I don't? have the glasses bro kiss actually their psycho circus tour was in 3d and you got the glasses and on the screen you saw the whole concert in 3d yeah well i just want to point out all of their concerts have been in 3d that's that's true that is true without the glasses too (laughs) anyways uh october 28th uh lionel isle at the veterans uh memorial civic center downtown in the bustling metropolis that lima is known for and yes, my mom will be in attendance, and it's going to get really awkward. I'm probably going to end up having a long conversation after the show. With my mom. <laughs> and she's probably going to use my whole legal name every time she does it. And then uh, she'll start agreeing with herself, going, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, Alan. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Like, yeah. you, know, you, know, you know, you can't win that when they start agreeing with themselves. And they're yes. like, mm-hmm, let me tell you something. And oh, God, here we go. My butthole just... Oh my God. All right, Al, uh, comics. Comics. You can go to brokeniconcomics.com. You can check it out The Ballad of Al Snow and Head or The Adventures of Al Snow and Head, where I team up with guys like Chavo Guerrero, Scotty Tuati, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Mr. Spectacular. The list goes on. It's a litany of celebrities. Uh, And then if you are interested in reading, period, you know, you're going to be a big highfalutin guy now. You're going to read an actual book. Well, you can read my autobiography. Uh, life less self-help life lessons from the bizarre wrestling career of Al Snow. It's on Amazon.com. You can check it out right now. If you want to sport the same amazing clothing that I was wearing on wrestlers, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the code word snowman and you can take 10% off of anything you purchase. Um, and because uh, it's going to become the new tap out of wrestling. I got to be honest. I mean, if I'm <laughs> and also uh, now you got cameo. And I've got cameo. Yeah, you want to you want to order a cameo video? I'll do your uh, you know send you a birthday wish. I'll help uh, break the news to your your wife or husband that you're getting a divorce. I'll you know whatever you need me. What to if do. somebody wants you to do a cameo wearing an Elmo suit? Would you? Can they arrange that? Oh yes, yes. I'll be more than happy to do a cameo wearing an Elmo suit. I'll do some fork work while wearing the Elmo suit. Don't don't ask for that. Don't ask. Don't 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 say you'll do fork work during cameos, Al, because you'll be doing them this afternoon. All right. Listen, <laughs> Al, say goodbye, Al. Say goodbye. Goodbye. The great Al Snow, everybody. The great. There. All right, Jeff. What do you got going on? Well, check us out, guys. Tuesday night live on our YouTube. It's free. You can also. Um, Super chat to get questions into Al and whoever our guest is this upcoming week about wrestlers. We'll be discussing episode four. So check us out, guys. Live, 8 p.m. Eastern on our YouTube channel. Vince Russo brand on YouTube. Yeah, and guys, really, man, let's help out. Uh, let's help out Al and all those that appear on our show, all those on wrestlers. Bro, on X, man, drop a line to at Netflix, man. Let them know you are watching this show. You love this show. I know uh, Craig Whitney is is on. I know he's on um, Twitter because I just followed him yesterday because I want to get him on the show. So drop next Netflix a line. Let's help out. Let's help everybody at OVW. That is it, everybody. For me and Jerry, we'll see you next week.